Paper 53, The Lucifer Rebellion. Lucifer was a brilliant primary Lenonendek of Nebadon who had experienced service in many systems, had been a high counselor, and was distinguished for wisdom, sagacity, and efficiency. Lucifer was number 37 of the Lenonendek order, and when commissioned by the Melchizedek's, was designated as one of the 100 most able and brilliant personalities in more than 700,000 Lenonendex. From such a magnificent beginning, through evil and error, Lucifer embraced sin and now is numbered as one of three system sovereigns in Nevedon who have succumbed to the urge of self and surrendered to the sophistry of spurious personal liberty, rejection of universe allegiance and disregard of universe obligations, blindness to cosmic relationships. In the universe of Nevedon, the domain of Christ Michael, there are 10,000 systems of inhabited worlds. In all the history of Lenonendex, in all their work throughout these thousands of systems and at the universe headquarters, only three system sovereigns have ever been found in contempt of the government of the local universe creator. Section 1. The Leaders of Rebellion Lucifer was not an ascendant being, but was created in the local universe and of Lucifer it was said, quote, You were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. End quote. Many times Lucifer had been in council with the Most Highs of Edentia, and Lucifer reigned upon the administrative Mount of Jerusalem and was the chief executive of a great system of 607 inhabited worlds. Lucifer was a magnificent being, a brilliant personality who stood next to the most high rulers of the constellations in the direct line of universe authority. Notwithstanding Lucifer's transgression, Subordinate intelligences refrained from showing Lucifer disrespect and disdain prior to Michael's bestowal on Urantia. Judgment in such matters belongs to the ancients of days, the rulers of the superuniverse. Lucifer is now the fallen and deposed sovereign of Satania. Self-exaltation is most disastrous even to the high personalities of the celestial world. Of Lucifer it was said, quote, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom because of your brightness. End quote. Very little was heard of Lucifer on Urantia, owing to the fact that Lucifer assigned his first assistant, Satan, to advocate the rebellious cause on your planet. Satan was a member of the same primary group of Lananandex who had never functioned as a system sovereign. Satan entered fully into the Lucifer insurrection. The, quote, devil, end quote, is none other than Caligastia, 
the deposed planetary administrator of Urantia and a member of the secondary order of Lananandex. At the time Michael was on Urantia in the flesh, Lucifer, Satan, and Caligastia were leagued together to effect the miscarriage of Michael's bestowal mission, but they signally failed. Abaddon was the chief of the staff of Caligastia, cooperated with the rebellion, and has ever since acted as chief executive of the Urantia rebels. Belzebub was the leader of the disloyal midway creatures who allied themselves with the forces of the traitorous Caligastia. The dragon eventually became the symbolic representation of all these evil personages. Upon the triumph of Michael, quote, Gabriel came down from Salvington and bound the dragon, parentheses, all the rebel leaders, end parentheses, for an age, end quotes. Section 2. The Causes of Rebellion Lucifer and Satan had reigned on Jerusalem for more than 500,000 years when in their hearts they began to array themselves against the universal creator and Michael, the creator's vicegerent. There were no peculiar or special conditions in the system of Satania which suggested or favored rebellion. It is our belief that the idea took origin and form in the mind of Lucifer, who might have instigated such a rebellion anywhere. Lucifer first announced the plans to Satan, but it required several months to corrupt the mind of this able and brilliant associate. However, when once converted to the rebel theories, Satan became a bold and earnest advocate of Quote, self-assertion and liberty, end quote. No one ever suggested rebellion to Lucifer. The idea of self-assertion in opposition to the will of Michael and to the plans of the universal creator, as they are represented in Michael, had its origin in Lucifer's own mind. Lucifer's relations with the local universe creator had been intimate and always cordial. At no time prior to the rebellion did Lucifer openly express dissatisfaction about the universe administration. But for more than 100 years of standard time, the Union of Days on Salvington had been reflectivating to Uversa that all was not at peace in Lucifer's mind. This information was also communicated to the local universe creator and the constellation rulers of Norlashadek. Throughout this period, Lucifer became increasingly critical of the entire plan of universe administration, but always professed wholehearted loyalty to the supreme rulers. Lucifer's first outspoken disloyalty was manifested on the occasion of a visit of Gabriel to Jerusalem just a few days before the open proclamation of the Lucifer Declaration of Liberty. Gabriel was profoundly impressed with the certainty of the impending outbreak 
and went directly to Edentia to confer with the constellation rulers regarding the measures to be employed in case of open rebellion. It is very difficult to point out the exact cause or causes which finally culminated in the Lucifer Rebellion. We are certain of only one thing, and that is, whatever these first beginnings were, they had their origin in Lucifer's mind. There must have been a pride of self that nourished itself to the point of self-deception, so that Lucifer for a time was really persuaded that contemplation of rebellion was actually for the good of the system, if not of the universe. By the time these plans had developed to the point of disillusionment, no doubt Lucifer had gone too far to stop. At some point in this experience, Lucifer became prideful and insincere, and evil evolved into deliberate and willful sin. That this happened is proved by the subsequent conduct of this brilliant executive. Lucifer was long offered opportunity for repentance, but only some subordinates ever accepted the proffered mercy. The faithful of days of Edentia, on the request of the constellation rulers, in person presented the plan of Michael for the saving of these flagrant rebels. But the mercy of the local universe creator was always rejected and rejected with increasing contempt and disdain. Section 3. The Lucifer Manifesto Whatever the early origins of trouble in the hearts of Lucifer and Satan, the final outbreak took form as the Lucifer Declaration of Liberty. The cause of the rebels was stated under three heads. 1. The reality of the universal source. Lucifer charged that the universal source did not really exist, that physical gravity and space energy were inherent in the universe, and that the source was a myth invented by the paradise beings to enable them to maintain the rule of the universes in the Creator's name. Lucifer denied that personality was a gift of the universal source, and even intimated that the finalitors were in collusion with the paradise beings to foist fraud upon all creation, since they never brought back a very clear-cut idea of the Creator's actual personality as it is discernible on paradise. Lucifer traded on reverence as ignorance. The charge was sweeping, terrible, and blasphemous. It was this veiled attack upon the finalitors that no doubt influenced the ascendant citizens then on Jerusalem to stand firm and remain steadfast in resistance to all the rebels' proposals. 2. The Universe Government of the Local Universe Creator, Michael. Lucifer contended that the local systems should be autonomous and protested against the right of Michael, the local universe creator, to assume sovereignty of Nebadon in the name of a hypothetical paradise creator 
and require all personalities to acknowledge allegiance to this unseen source. Lucifer asserted that the whole plan of worship was a clever scheme to aggrandize the paradise beings. Lucifer was willing to acknowledge Michael as creator parent, but not as rightful ruler. Most bitterly did Lucifer attack the right of the ancients of days, quote, foreign potentates, end quote, to interfere in the affairs of the local systems and universes. Lucifer denounced these rulers as tyrants and usurpers and exhorted the rebels to believe that none of these rulers could do anything to interfere with the operation of complete home rule if mortals and angels only had the courage to assert themselves and boldly claim their rights. Lucifer contended that the executioners of the Ancients of Days could be debarred from functioning in the local systems if the native beings would only assert their independence and maintained that immortality was inherent in the system personalities, that resurrection was natural and automatic, and that all beings would live eternally except for the arbitrary and unjust acts of the executioners of the ancients of days. 3. The attack upon the universal plan of ascendant mortal training. Lucifer maintained that far too much time and energy were expended upon the scheme of so thoroughly training ascending mortals in the unethical and unsound principles of universe administration. Lucifer protested against the age-long program for preparing the mortals of space for some unknown destiny and pointed to the presence of the Phenaliter Corps on Jerusalem as proof that these mortals had spent ages of preparation for some destiny of pure fiction. With derision, Lucifer pointed out that the Phenaliters had encountered a destiny no more glorious than to be returned to humble spheres similar to those of their origin, and intimated that they had been debauched by too much discipline and prolonged training, and that they were in reality traitors to their mortal associates, since they were now cooperating with the scheme of enslaving all creation to the fictions of a mythical eternal destiny for ascending mortals. Lucifer advocated that ascenders should enjoy the liberty of individual self-determination and challenged and condemned the entire plan of mortal ascension as sponsored by the paradise children of the Creator and supported by the infinite mind. And it was with such a declaration of liberty that Lucifer launched an orgy of darkness and death. Section 4. Outbreak of the Rebellion the Lucifer Manifesto was issued at the annual conclave of Satania on the Sea of Glass in the presence of the assembled hosts of Jerusalem on the last day of the year about 200,000 years ago, Urantia time. 
Satan proclaimed that worship could be accorded the universal forces, physical, intellectual, and spiritual, but that allegiance could be acknowledged only to the actual and present ruler, Lucifer. Self-assertion was the battle cry of the Lucifer Rebellion. One of the chief arguments was that if self-government was good and right for the Melchizedeks and other groups, it was equally good for all orders of intelligence. Lucifer maintained that all government should be limited to the local planets and their voluntary confederation into the local systems. All other supervision was disallowed. Lucifer promised the planetary administrators that they should rule the worlds as supreme executives and denounced the location of legislative activities on the constellation headquarters and the conduct of judicial affairs on the universe capital. Lucifer contended that all these functions of government should be concentrated on the system capitals and proceeded to set up legislative assemblies and organized tribunals under the jurisdiction of Satan, directing that the administrators on the apostate worlds do the same. The entire administrative cabinet of Lucifer went over in a body and were sworn in publicly as the officers of the administration of the new head of, quote, the liberated worlds and systems, end quote. While there had been two previous rebellions in Nebadon, they were in distant constellations. Lucifer held that these insurrections were unsuccessful because the majority of the intelligences failed to follow their leaders and contended that, quote, majorities rule, end quote, that, quote, mind is infallible, end quote. The freedom allowed Lucifer by the universe rulers apparently sustained many of these nefarious contentions. Lucifer's superiors apparently took no note of these evil doings, and Lucifer was given a free hand to prosecute the seductive plan without hindrance. Lucifer pointed to all the merciful delays of justice as evidence of the inability of the government of the paradise beings to stop the rebellion. Lucifer would openly defy and arrogantly challenge Michael, Emmanuel, and the Ancients of Days, and then point to the fact that no action ensued as positive evidence of the impotency of the universe and the super-universe governments. While personally present throughout all these disloyal proceedings, Gabriel announced that all beings would be left free and unmolested in their choice, that the, quote, government of the Creator's children desired only that loyalty and devotion which was voluntary, wholehearted, and sophistry proof, end quote. Lucifer was permitted to fully establish and thoroughly organize the rebel government before Gabriel made any effort to contest the right of secession or to counterwork the rebel propaganda. 
But the constellation rulers immediately confined the action of these disloyal personalities to the system of Satania. Nevertheless, this period of delay was a time of great trial and testing to the loyal beings of all Satania. All was chaotic for a few years, and there was great confusion on the mansion worlds. Section 5. Nature of the Conflict Upon the outbreak of the Satania Rebellion, Michael took counsel of Emmanuel. Following this momentous conference, it was announced that Michael would pursue the same policy which had characterized dealings with similar upheavals in the past, an attitude of non-interference. At the time of this rebellion, and the two which preceded it, there was no absolute and personal sovereign authority in the universe of Nebadon. Michael ruled by divine right, as vicegerent of the universal source, but had not completed the bestowal career and had not yet been vested with, quote, all power in heaven and on earth, end quote. From the outbreak of rebellion to the day of enthronement as sovereign ruler of Nebadon, Michael never interfered with the rebel forces of Lucifer. They were allowed to run a free course for almost 200,000 years of Urantia time. Christ Michael now has ample power and authority to deal promptly, even summarily, with such outbreaks of disloyalty. But we doubt that this sovereign authority would lead Michael to act differently if another such upheaval should occur. Since Michael elected to remain aloof from the actual warfare of the Lucifer Rebellion, Gabriel, in council with the Most Highs, elected to assume command of the loyal hosts of Satania. Michael remained on Salvington while Gabriel proceeded to Jerusalem, and becoming established on the sphere dedicated to the Creator, the same universal source whose personality Lucifer and Satan had questioned, in the presence of the foregathered hosts of loyal personalities, Gabriel displayed the banner of Michael, the material emblem of the Trinity government of all creation, the three azure-blue concentric circles on a white background. The Lucifer emblem was a banner of white with one red circle, in the center of which a black solid circle appeared. In the early days of the struggle, Lucifer held forth continuously in the planetary amphitheater. Gabriel conducted an unceasing exposure of the rebel sophistries from headquarters taken up nearby. The various personalities present on the sphere who were in doubt as to their attitude would journey back and forth between these discussions until they arrived at a final decision. This struggle was very terrible and very real. While displaying none of the barbarities so characteristic of physical warfare on the immature worlds, this conflict was far more deadly. Material life is in jeopardy in material combat, 
but the war in Satania was fought in terms of life eternal. Section 6. A Loyal Seraphic Commander There were many noble and inspiring acts of devotion and loyalty which were performed by numerous personalities during the interim between the outbreak of hostilities and the arrival of the new system ruler. But the most thrilling of all these daring feats of devotion was the courageous conduct of Monosia, the second in command of the Satania headquarters, Seraphim. At the outbreak of rebellion on Jerusalem, the head of the seraphic hosts joined the Lucifer cause. This no doubt explains why such a large number of the fourth order, the system administrator Seraphim, went astray. The seraphic leader was spiritually blinded by the brilliant personality of Lucifer, whose charming ways fascinated the lower orders of celestial beings. They simply could not comprehend that it was possible for such a dazzling personality to go wrong. Not long since, in describing the experiences associated with the onset of the Lucifer Rebellion, Manosia said, quote, but my most exhilarating moment was the thrilling adventure connected with the Lucifer Rebellion when, as second seraphic commander, I refused to participate in the projected insult to Michael, and the powerful rebels sought my destruction by means of the liaison forces they had arranged. There was a tremendous upheaval on Jerusalem, but not a single loyal seraphim was harmed. Quote, upon the default of my immediate superior, it devolved upon me to assume command of the angelic hosts of Jerusalem as the titular director of the confused seraphic affairs of the system. I was morally upheld by the Melchizedeks, ably assisted by a majority of the material uplifters, deserted by a tremendous group of my own order, but magnificently supported by the ascendant mortals on Jerusalem. Quote, Having been automatically thrown out of the constellation circuits by the secession of Lucifer, we were dependent on the loyalty of our intelligence corps, who forwarded calls for help to Edentia from the nearby system of Rantulia, and we found that the rule of order, the intellect of loyalty, and the spirit of truth were inherently triumphant over rebellion, self-assertion, and so-called personal liberty. We were able to carry on until the arrival of the new system sovereign, the worthy successor of Lucifer, and immediately thereafter I was assigned to the core of the Melchizedek receivership of Urantia, assuming jurisdiction over the loyal seraphic orders on the world of the traitorous Caligastia, who had proclaimed Urantia a member of the newly projected system of, quote, liberated worlds and emancipated personalities, end quote, proposed in the infamous Declaration of Liberty issued by Lucifer in the call to the, quote, liberty-loving, free-thinking, and forward-looking intelligences of the misruled 
and maladministered worlds of Satania, end quote. This angel is still in service on Urantia, functioning as associate chief of Seraphim. Section 7. History of the Rebellion The Lucifer Rebellion was system-wide. Thirty-seven seceding planetary administrators swung their world administrations largely to the side of the arch-rebel. Only on Panoptia did the planetary administrator fail to carry the people of that planet. On that world, under the guidance of the Melchizedeks, the people rallied to the support of Michael. Eleonora, a young woman of that mortal realm, grasped the leadership of the human races, and not a single soul on that strife-torn world enlisted under the Lucifer banner. And ever since, these loyal Panoptians have served on the seventh Jerusalem transition world as the caretakers and builders on the Creator's sphere and its surrounding seven detention worlds. The Panoptians not only act as the literal custodians of these worlds, but they also execute the personal orders of Michael for the embellishment of these spheres for some future and unknown use. They do this work as they tarry en route to Edentia. Throughout this period, Caligastia was advocating the cause of Lucifer on Urantia. The Melchizedeks ably opposed the apostate planetary administrator, but the sophistries of unbridled liberty and the delusions of self-assertion had every opportunity for deceiving the primitive peoples of a young and undeveloped world. All secession propaganda had to be carried on by personal effort because the broadcast service and all other avenues of interplanetary communication were suspended by the action of the system circuit supervisors. Upon the actual outbreak of the insurrection, the entire system of Satania was isolated in both the constellation and the universe circuits. During this time, all incoming and outgoing messages were dispatched by seraphic agents and solitary messengers. The circuits to the fallen worlds were also cut off, so that Lucifer could not utilize this avenue, and these circuits will not be restored so long as the arch-rebel lives within the confines of Satania. This was a Lananandek rebellion. The higher orders of local universe beings did not join the Lucifer secession, although a few of the life carriers stationed on the rebel planets were somewhat influenced by the rebellion of the disloyal administrators. None of the trinitized spirits went astray. The Melchizedek's archangels and the brilliant evening stars were all loyal to Michael and, with Gabriel, valiantly contended for the Creator's will and Michael's rule. No beings of paradise origin were involved in disloyalty. Together with the solitary messengers, they took up headquarters on the world of the infinite mind and remained under the leadership of the faithful of days of Edentia. 
none of the conciliators apostatized, nor did a single one of the celestial recorders go astray. But a heavy toll was taken of the Marancha companions and the mansion world teachers. Of the supreme order of seraphim, not an angel was lost, but a considerable group of the next order, the superior, were deceived and ensnared. Likewise, a few of the third or supervisor order of angels were misled. But the terrible breakdown came in the fourth group, the administrator angels, those seraphim who are normally assigned to the duties of the system capitals. Monosia saved almost two-thirds of them, but slightly over one-third followed their chief into the rebel ranks. One-third of all the Jerusalem cherubim attached to the administrator angels were lost with their disloyal seraphim. Of the planetary angelic helpers, those assigned to the biologic uplifters, about one-third were deceived, and almost ten percent of the transition ministers were ensnared. The greatest loss occurred in the angelic ranks, but most of the lower orders of intelligence were involved in disloyalty. Of the 681,227 biologic uplifters lost in Satania, 95% were casualties of the Lucifer Rebellion. Large numbers of midway creatures were lost on those individual planets whose planetary administrators joined the Lucifer cause. In many respects, this rebellion was the most widespread and disastrous of all such occurrences in Nebadon. More personalities were involved in this insurrection than in both of the others, and it is to their everlasting dishonor that the emissaries of Lucifer and Satan did not spare the infant training schools on the finaliter cultural planet but rather sought to corrupt these developing minds who were in mercy salvaged from the evolutionary worlds. The ascending mortals were vulnerable, but they withstood the sophistries of rebellion better than the lower spirits. While many on the lower mansion worlds, those who had not attained final fusion with their adjusters, fell. It is recorded to the glory of the wisdom of the Ascension scheme that not a single member of the Satania Ascendant citizenship resident on Jerusalem participated in the Lucifer Rebellion. Hour by hour and day by day the broadcast stations of all Nebadon were thronged by the anxious watchers of every imaginable class of celestial intelligence who intently perused the bulletins of the Satania Rebellion and rejoiced as the reports continuously narrated the unswerving loyalty of the ascending mortals who, under their Melchizedek leadership, successfully withstood the combined and protracted efforts of all the subtle evil forces which so swiftly gathered around the banners of secession and sin. 
It was over two years of system time from the beginning of the rebellion until the installation of Lucifer's successor. But at last the new sovereign came, landing on the Sea of Glass. I was among the reserves mobilized on Edentia by Gabriel, and I well remember the first message of Laniforge to the constellation ruler of Norlashadek. It read, quote, Not a single Jerusalem citizen was lost. Every ascendant mortal survived the fiery trial and emerged from the crucial test triumphant and altogether victorious. End quote. And on to Salvington, Uversa, and Paradise went this message of assurance that the survival experience of mortal ascension is the greatest security against rebellion and the surest safeguard against sin. This noble Jerusalem band of faithful mortals numbered just 187,432,811. With the arrival of Laniforge, the arch-rebels were dethroned and shorn of all governing powers. Though they were permitted freely to go about Jerusalem, the Marantia spheres, and even to the individual inhabited worlds, they continued their deceptive and seductive efforts to confuse and mislead the minds of mortals and angels. But as concerned their work on the administrative mount of Jerusalem, quote, their place was found no more, end quote. While Lucifer was deprived of all administrative authority in Satania, no local universe power nor tribunal existed which could detain or destroy this wicked rebel. At that time, Michael was not a sovereign ruler. The Ancients of Days sustained the constellation rulers in their seizure of the system government, but they have never handed down any subsequent decisions in the many appeals still pending with regard to the present status and future disposition of Lucifer, Satan, and their associates. Thus were these arch-rebels allowed to roam the entire system to seek further penetration for their doctrines of discontent and self-assertion. But in almost 200,000 Urantia years, they have been unable to deceive another world. No Satania worlds have been lost since the fall of the 37, not even those younger worlds peopled since that day of rebellion. Section 8. The Local Universe Creator on Urantia Lucifer and Satan freely roamed the Satania system until the completion of the bestowal mission of Michael on Urantia. They were last on your world together during the time of their combined assault upon Jesus. Formerly, when the planetary administrators were periodically assembled, quote, Satan came also, end quote, claiming representation of all of the isolated worlds of the fallen planetary administrators. But Satan has not been accorded such liberty on Jerusalem since Michael's terminal bestowal. 
subsequent to their effort to corrupt Michael when in the bestowal flesh, all sympathy for Lucifer and Satan has perished throughout all Satania, that is, outside the isolated worlds of sin. The bestowal of Michael terminated the Lucifer rebellion in all Satania, aside from the planets of the apostate planetary administrators. And this was the significance of Jesus' personal experience just before his death in the flesh, when he one day exclaimed to his disciples, quote, And I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. End quote. Satan had come with Lucifer to Urantia for the last crucial struggle. Jesus was confident of success and knew that triumph on your world would forever settle the status of his age-long enemies, not only in Satania, but also in the other two systems where sin had entered. There was survival for mortals and security for angels when your master, in reply to the Lucifer proposals, calmly and with divine assurance replied, quote, Get you behind me, Satan. End quote. That was, in principle, the real end of the Lucifer Rebellion. True, the Uversa tribunals have not yet rendered the executive decision regarding the appeal of Gabriel praying for the destruction of the rebels. But such a decree will, no doubt, be forthcoming in the fullness of time, since the first step in the hearing of this case has already been taken. Caligastia was recognized by Jesus as the technical administrator of Urantia up to near the time of the crucifixion. Said Jesus, quote, Now is the judgment of this world now shall the administrator of this world be cast down. End quote. The last act of Michael before leaving Urantia was to offer mercy to Caligastia and Dalagastia, but they spurned the tender proffer. Caligastia, your apostate planetary administrator, is still free on Urantia to prosecute nefarious designs but has absolutely no power to enter the minds of mortals, nor draw near to their souls to tempt or corrupt them, unless they really desire to be cursed with his wicked presence. Before the bestowal of Michael, these rulers of darkness sought to maintain their authority on Urantia, and they persistently withstood the minor and subordinate celestial personalities. But since the day of Pentecost, this traitorous Caligastia and Dalagastia are servile before the divine majesty of the paradise thought adjusters and the protective spirit of truth, the spirit of Michael, which has been poured out upon all flesh. But even so, no fallen spirit ever did have the power to invade the minds or to harass the souls of the children of the Creator. Neither Satan nor Caligastia could ever touch or approach the faith children of the Creator. 
Faith is an effective armor against sin and iniquity. In general, when weak and dissolute mortals are supposed to be under the influence of devils and demons, they are merely being dominated by their own inherent and debased tendencies, being led away by their own natural propensities. The devil has been given a great deal of undue credit for evil. Caligastia has been comparatively impotent since the cross of Christ. Section 9. Present Status of the Rebellion Early in the days of the Lucifer Rebellion, salvation was offered all rebels by Michael. To all who would show proof of sincere repentance was offered forgiveness and reinstatement in some form of universe service. None of the leaders accepted this merciful proffer. But thousands of the angels and the lower orders of celestial beings, including hundreds of the material biologic uplifters, accepted the mercy proclaimed by the Panoptians and were given rehabilitation at the time of Jesus' resurrection. These beings have since been transferred to the Creator's world of Jerusalem where they must be held, technically, until the Uversa courts hand down a decision in the matter of Gabriel versus Lucifer. But no one doubts that when the annihilation verdict is issued, these repentant and salvaged personalities will be exempted from the decree of extinction. These probationary souls now labor with the Panoptians in the work of caring for the Creator's world. The arch-deceiver has never been on Urantia since the days when Lucifer sought to turn back Michael from the purpose to complete the bestowal and to become established finally and securely as the unqualified ruler of Nebadon. Upon Michael's becoming the settled head of the universe of Nebadon, Lucifer was taken into custody by the agents of the Uversa Ancients of Days and has since been a prisoner on satellite number one of the Creator's group of the transition spheres of Jerusalem. And here the rulers of other worlds and systems behold the end of the unfaithful sovereign of Satania. Michael upon assuming the supreme sovereignty of Nebadon, petitioned the Ancients of Days for authority to intern all personalities concerned in the Lucifer Rebellion pending the rulings of the super-universe tribunals in the case of Gabriel versus Lucifer, placed on the records of the Uversa Supreme Court almost 200,000 years ago, as you reckon time. Concerning the system capital group, the Ancients of Days granted the Michael petition with but a single exception. Satan was allowed to make periodic visits to the apostate administrators on the fallen worlds until another administrator should be accepted by such apostate worlds, or until such time as the courts of Uversa should begin the adjudication of the case of Gabriel versus Lucifer. Satan could come to Urantia because you had no being of standing in residence, 
neither planetary administrator nor material uplifter. Machiventa Melchizedek has since been proclaimed vice-gerent, planetary administrator of Urantia, and the opening of the case of Gabriel versus Lucifer has signaled the inauguration of temporary planetary regimes on all the isolated worlds. It is true that Satan did periodically visit Caligastia and others of the fallen administrators right up to the time of the presentation of these revelations. When the first hearing of Gabriel's plea for the annihilation of the arch-rebels occurred, Satan is now unqualifiedly detained on the Jerusalem prison worlds. Since Michael's final bestowal, no one in all Satania has desired to go to the prison worlds to minister to the interned rebels. And no more beings have been won to the deceiver's cause. Since Michael's bestowal, the status has been unchanged. We do not look for a removal of the present Satania restrictions until the Ancients of Days make final disposition of the arch-rebels. The system circuits will not be reinstated so long as Lucifer lives. Meanwhile, Lucifer is wholly inactive. The rebellion has ended on Jerusalem. It ends on the fallen worlds as fast as divine beings arrive. We believe that all rebels who will ever accept mercy have done so. We await the flashing broadcast that will deprive these traitors of personality existence. We anticipate the verdict of Uversa will be announced by the executionary broadcast, which will affect the annihilation of these interned rebels. Then you will look for their places, but they shall not be found. And thus shall all of these unworthy traitors, quote, become as though they had not been, end quote. All await the Uversa decree. But for ages the seven prison worlds of spiritual darkness in Satania have constituted a solemn warning to all Nebadon, eloquently and effectively proclaiming the great truth, quote, that the way of the transgressor is hard, end quote. This paper had been originally presented by Manovandet Melchizedek one time attached to the receivership of Urantia.